Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. idiosyncratic and inventive rock and roll band from Montreal, Quebec. Formed over a decade ago, Soons have released four challenging and compelling albums, including their latest, Felt, which was co-released by Secret City and Secretly Canadian on March 2nd, 2018. Soons have been touring the world since Felt came out, and ahead of their recent Toronto show, guitarist and bassist Joseph Yarmush and drummer Liam O'Neill stopped by the Entertainment One studio for a talk with me about their band, Montreal, Mixtapes, My Son, Their Record Felt, and much more. With in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, and Planet of Sound locations in Ottawa and Toronto, and of course, flexible monthly pledges by listeners like you at patreon.com slash Control. This is the 399th episode of Creative Control, Featuring Joseph and Liam of Soons with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for being on my show. Thank you. Uh, it, it means a lot to me because we've been trying to do this for some time, I feel like. It's very true. Joe, uh, welcome yeah. to the show, finally. Thank you. This is Joe Yarmish. Joe, nice to see yeah, you. Yeah, I yes. have the thinner voice. <laughs> yeah. And you, sir? Is that true? I think so. Uh, you have a bit of a, a baritone bass thing happening, maybe. Uh, I, it must be all that congestion, that nice winter congestion. Yeah, it's like talking to Eddie Vedder. Are you Eddie Vedder? <laughs> Who are you? Yes. <laughs> Interview over. <laughs> uh, th- uh, my name is Liam. I'm I'm the drummer. You play drums in Soons? Yeah, it's true. Is that your main job in life, is to play drums in Soons? Yeah, and to play drums in general, yeah. But yeah, but yeah particularly past few years, Soons has kept me uh, in shirts, as it, as it were. Right, good. Yeah. That's great. And yeah. Joe, what do you do in Soons? Mostly I play guitar. Um, it seems these days, though, I'm playing more bass, which is cool. Uh, yeah, one it's or su- the other. It suits you, I find. I think I might Somehow. be even weirdly better at bass. I Are was thinking about this the other day. I, was I don't know if I'd say that, but but <laughs> but no, no but I, I agree uh, that you're very good. It, uh, it really like fits uh, you. Is there a reason why you switched to bass? Who was who was handling bass before? I was I was handling most of it, um, but sometimes Max would play. Um, it just so happened the songs on this record. They're very bassy. There's a lot more just like actual bass guitar. Yeah. Um, whereas the last one didn't have very much. So. 
Yeah, I get to do that again, which is great. Well, good for you. Well, this new record is uh, felt. It's wonderful. And uh, I don't get very many CDs in the mail anymore. Like once a year. It used to be like once a week or a few times a week. So I got one. And so what happens, I'll tell you this. Are you my dad? I am, maybe. (laughs) That was sent to you. Mr. Vetter. I have uh, put this. uh, What I I do is, because I have a small child, and I talk about him all the time on the show. His name is uh, Levon. He's six years old now. Nice name. Yeah, he's a a good boy. And so we uh, will, uh, when when a CD comes in the mail, because he's very obsessed with getting his own mail, I say, you know what? We're going to put this in the car. We're going to listen to it and decide if we like it. So idea. we've done it before, and it's led to guests being on the show. Because oh, he'll amazing. be like, oh, yeah, you should totally get that he, person on the he show. He gives you a critique. Absolutely. Wow. So he, he, we have become very fond. I will say, and this is no offense, this was a grower for him. He Good. initially said, yeah, it's all right. I really like the Peace Love song. Peace Love. I like that song. Can you go to that song? So I always had to skip to Peace and Love. Oh. Yeah, very interesting. But I, I, maybe it's just the sentiment. But now... Kids do tend to like that song. So this has yeah. been in the CD player for like a month and a half amazing. or something. Two months wow. maybe. It just hasn't left. We just listen to it all the time. So wow. we're very fond of it. That's amazing. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. There's a couple kid-friendly songs on this. I was, I've been watching my cousin's son, Matisse. Mm-hmm. Shout out right now. But... Uh, <laughs> So at the end of Make It Real, there's this extended siren mm-hmm. outro. And he now comes to recognize, I, when I bring the album up on my iPod, yeah. he knows that the album cover, he's only two, means that it's the siren song. Oh. It's a fire truck. For him, he's uh, like, that's right. what it is. So I just play that over and over again. <laughs> there are uh, uh, there are many, uh, am I wrong? There's a few samples. There's even like spoken word samples on the record. Is that right? Yeah. We, wanted, we were initially going to have a lot more and then... It ended up being what it is. But yeah, there's a kind of like a monologue in control. Yeah. That song. Yeah. Uh, It's, yeah, this great, he's like a, he's kind of like a legendary poet from Montreal. Um, uh, Phil Tetro, kind of friends with Leonard Cohen and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And he, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a backwards way that he ended up on the record. And we have like a, prior connection with him in various ways like to you know like i've i've shot videos that he was in um and ben knows his daughter and all this stuff and and then when we got the sample we actually didn't know it was him so it is a sample it is a sample on creative commons oh there's a lot of scouring for that stuff on this album okay okay we we took the phones no that one's not creative commons oh really that's actually from like an old podcast that was made like 10 years ago Oh. Um, that Ben had recorded or somehow still had it and then that that specific one oh. um, and then we got the rights to use it because th- he knew the person that made it and then we later found out it was this guy Phil Tetro who's oh okay we, and so I just made it all the more better and what he like the content of his speech and stuff was really cool and really fit with our that song and the record and how would you describe the content of his speech well he's talking about like his dreams mm-hmm. and he's a schizophrenic mm-hmm. uh, man so he he has all these i think in real interesting takes on his dreams and they're really important to him and, and you how know they correspond or don't correspond to reality that's right and 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 he's kind of speaking in french and english yeah and it's bilingual yeah yeah so yeah. it's it's uh, just kind of sums up the whole record in in it's a lot of ways one of those things though that it, it was a it was a real 11th hour decision. We had been working with another sample, something we found on YouTube, and we couldn't get the rights to it. I don't know. And it was kind of an accident, but we just found it, and we thought it sounded kind of cool. But it was one of those things that we put on the very end and then totally changed the meaning of the song in this strange mm. way mm. and was very appropriate and uh, became kind of a centerpiece mm-hmm. as a result. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it's we're kind of lucky because... I think we all kind of do this. We just make recordings of stuff like randomly, you know, sort of field recording type. Yeah, stuff field recording and stuff. And stuff kind of like yeah. Ben will just like record stuff from YouTube that he really digs. So we had it. We kind of had a lot of like samples between all of us right. that we were trying to throw in, and um, I, I think we were we were coming at the record initially as like a loose mixtape you know sort yeah of it has that feel true, yeah, yeah. And everyone was just kind of throwing stuff into the cauldron you know we just have pro tools up and like let's try mm-hmm. this like you know why don't you send me that sample right and we just drop it in random places and there was always a different person at at the console mostly max recorded it our synth uh 
Genius? Is that the word? Sure. It's genius. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but he was mostly engineered it. But yeah, we'd all be at the table at different times. And just whoever was in the room at the time would be working with the recording for, uh, you know, doing whatever they wanted to do with it. Yeah, this is a, a self-produced record. Uh, and you're talking about some things. And I, and I wonder if these things are new. New approaches to soons. Can you? Yeah, well, the mixtape idea, I mean, it, it didn't really end up like a mixtape, I think, but it, it, I think it just approaching the record like that was Where cool. Where's that energy? But that was something we've, that in particularly, we've, we've spoken about I, since our, maybe our second record, Image the Future. We were, we were going to, I wanted to do that. Like a mixtape. <laughs> yeah, like we're like something that's a lot more samples and yeah. even sampling our own like music and stuff. But uh-huh. um, we never got around to it. So th- like being able to produce this record ourselves, yeah, it's a new way and it just allows us to do so much more stuff. And we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I feel like. Sorry. No. Yeah. Are you done? Okay. <laughs> Good. You're done now. Yeah, I think that like the I I think I I kind of forgot that we'd been talking about the mixtape thing while we recorded the record, mm-hmm. but our process really reflected that. Where in the past we had we'd rehearse songs for you know a year and then go in the studio and then record them in a proper way. Yeah, to do complete takes and get a good drum sound and whatever. Uh, whereas this was more like we weren't afraid to be like let's just use this loop. This loop sounds cool. It's from my phone and then like use a demo guitar that was on Ableton and then r- rather than do it, redo it in like the correct way. So yeah. I think we maybe prized a more interesting sounding record or a more like found sounding record over a professional sounding record. Pristine. Or, yeah, more of like a mm-hmm. studio. Sound. Yeah. Well, that sort of flirting with incoherence can be damaging because it, when you're kind of that mixtape vibe can get a little wild if you're not careful. Absolutely. And I imagine yeah. <laughs> I imagine it may have. Are there, because this is a proper record, it's it's not a mixtape, it has the, the influence of the spirit of a mixtape. That's right. Are there other examples of records uh, that capture that feeling? Like when you were talking about this and it hadn't occurred, okay, here's what has occurred to me and my son, who my son and I are huge Beastie Boys fans. Yes. Nice. So we listen to Check Your Head a lot, which is like a mixtape awesome. in a lot of ways. And I kind of thought that Look No Further reminded me a little bit of So What You Want. You know what? Man, that is so crazy. We, we, yeah, we definitely recognize that. Yeah. <laughs> that we were calling you it didn't think about that at all. <laughs> I think we, we modeled that Has after anyone like pointed a Rihanna this out? Has anyone pointed this out? We were, oh, immediately. We, we were just calling it the Beastie Boy Jam. You guys noticed it, but has anyone external to the band oh, mentioned good. this? You might have been the first. Yeah, I'm no just one's curious. mentioned it. I'm just curious if... if we're my son and I are yeah. nuts for the Beastie Boys, and we mm. listen to Check Your Head a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So this, and then I would start to be like, "So just plug me in." Like I would start yeah. to rap it, and he'd be like, yeah. "Papa, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that, Papa?" And I was like, "Don't you think it sounds like so much you want?" I was like, "No, no, it doesn't, Papa. Why are you doing that?" And I would just right. do it every time. It's kind of a very different like uh, sentiment, but oh, I, but <laughs> but but certainly, yeah, the sound and the mm-hmm. uh, when you when you first hear the song, yeah, yeah, I could totally see why. You well, I just I, I brought I bring it up because there are I think other examples of proper records that have explored mixtape mm. feels. We talked, Absolutely, we talked yeah. about broadcast a lot. Yeah, during, which we've we always have. Yeah, but I feel like this was one where we designed a process that was more similar to. What were we listening to a lot, like Haha Sound, mm-hmm. I think, and then reading about it and hearing about them doing everything in this bedroom where Trish had this cardboard box over her head for like an ISO booth or something. <laughs> right. And just like, you know, totally, you know, just gangster styles. And uh, I guess what we did might have been more like legit than that. But yeah. Uh, when we were looking to refresh things or things felt stale or like proper, like too proper with the song, then we'd listen to. Uh, songs from from that record. Thank you. 
mean, Look No Further has, I believe, a sampled guitar, right? It's not, actually. Is that a played-through guitar? It's played, yeah. What? Really? Yeah, that's a really cool... Through an effect or something? That's how this... I mean, that's how that song got made. It was... That's Ben playing guitar, and it's really cool. It's... It's from Ableton. No, it's not. No? It's not. It's... He didn't do it in the studio, did he? He did. Well, that one... (laughs) No, he recorded the guitar lick at home, but it's done in the same way that he does it live, which is through... It's just this Digitech certain delay pedal yeah. that has this like harmonizer on it, and it just can't track very well. Uh, so it, huh. it bends notes and yeah, it sounds so messed up. It's in the key of it's basically like E, but he has to play it in A or something, you know? Huh? And it yeah, it just doesn't track well, and and that's <laughs> I I mean that's how he wrote that song. It was just like this sounds cool. And a song came out of it. Yeah. Does a a, a mixtape album, if we can call that, call felt that now, just because we've <laughs> we've been dancing around what to call it, uh, yes. is it a reflection of, in your estimation, and a reflection of listening habits these days? This notion of mm. internet listening and you know just different sounds all the time. There's a lot of distortion. There's a lot of analog sounds on here I think there are some samples going on I mean we yep. talked about some no, things no, there are. like processed music uh, with organic sounds and then these very heartfelt vocals it's, it seems like to really grab at different things going on yeah. <laughs> right now and I just wonder if you can speak to that does it feel like it's a, a zeitgeist record in some way does it feel like of the moment which, which is a very than, strange moment more than our, time. our previous work I think yeah, definitely, uh, and and not, but not just uh, being inspired by a m- musically omnivorous diet where you have access to yeah. everything on the internet. But I also think that albums themselves, like proper albums, sound more and more like that. Yeah, you know, like rap music is the pop music of of today, and something that we all listen to. And and there's always that feeling of uh, kind of uh, slipping through all these different vibes and. And songs that aren't really songs that are one minute long or something. And yeah. we didn't, you know, th- I think this record that we made is more like proper than that. Um, but uh, yeah, certainly that that vibe, that feeling, and having lines between songs uncle- uh, unclear uh, is something that has been affecting us and something that I think this is the first time we probably always wanted to do that, but. Just having the four of us work on it, having it be more like a workshop, uh, we felt more open to actually doing those mm. things. Okay. And so is it a reflection of your listening habits in some way? I, I don't know. I mean, I I don't think so, actually. I mean, I'm, You've been playing nonstop together, it feels like. I mean, a you're long very time. prolific. How, how many albums in are we with Felt? Technically, Soon's Proper, that's our fourth one. Soon's Proper. But Soon's we'll, Jerusalem, My Heart. Which was one. a year and a half ago yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Was it that? Yeah, wow. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, we you know, we have been playing a long time. And as soon as the touring for Hold Still basically wrapped up um, our last record. Which came s- out in 2016? Yes. So just, sorry, it's nonstop. Yes. I have to say, you guys well, are We didn't tear. stop. You at, didn't stop. As soon as that tour ended, we were like, we're going to record, start recording demos for the next one. <laughs> right. And the demos just happened to turn out to be the album. The so record. it was like that we didn't do any demos. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it it was like our last show was end of November or something, 2016. We're like, okay, we'll take December. It was like early January we started this record. We right. recorded like a third of it. But we did like, yeah, I remember like that first session we did Exile, we did Watch You, Watch Me, and it was stuff that we we knew we hadn't done anything like that before yeah and in the moment like is it stuff you'd sort of I think at that I remember coming home we did a short session like three or four days and I remember Mm -hmm. coming home and being like that was a different thing that's really exciting Mm -hmm. and the thought of retracking those songs later in like you know the right way just seemed like it would take all the momentum out of it yeah it was cool it was like and I think that that's what happened was we were we thought we were just recording demos, so like the ideas just did flow kind of more freely, and uh, we weren't really worried. There's like a bit of an expectation sometimes when you make records and you have this certain time frame where you've rented a studio and blah blah blah. So there's you just don't want to mess it up, you know? Yeah, it's like time um, to do it. Like let's yeah. do the thing. And this is more in the way that you like if you're an up and coming musician or a band, you you make a record like this, you know, maybe in your house, you would. 
over a longer period of time, it wouldn't be at a studio for three weeks or something. But these are this was made in a, a yeah, break glass studio, yeah, right? It was. So it's like a mix of that. I mean, we're we're lucky enough that we have a good relationship with those guys, and they just rented us the space, set up a couple mics for us, and left us the keys. Basically. Oh, you so, could, you engineered, you did. Yeah, it yeah, we're pretty comfortable there. Yeah. yeah so it was. We just kind of took it over, and then didn't see anyone for a few days which is really cool okay yeah and we spread the sessions that we did like three four days a month mm-hmm. and so we could get some distance from the songs and it was really handy for you know sometimes things aren't working and it's nice to just like take a month back and then you come back and listen to a fresh, sure. fresh years and then try a whole new approach and we did that with a lot of songs where we would you know, okay, we like this vocal, keep this synth thing, but we're going to change the drum part up. I mean, as you're speaking, I keep I, I get the sense that what you're describing is new uh, in your yeah, approach to synths. Uh, what compelled you to self-produce? That's, as I alluded to earlier, that can be dangerous. That yeah. can be... <laughs> but that's why we like this record. It, nothing compelled us. It was we were going to do demos and sort of decide... I see, okay. ...how to proceed in in terms of like production with with someone or yeah we were talking about getting a producer yeah. until like the last session <laughs> we were we were we kept it doesn't sound like this about, was a planned thing it, it just no, sort of happened right it, 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 you're totally right yeah. yeah and we i think on like maybe the last session we were like i guess this is our record <laughs> and we had been talking like we're gonna get gipichiaro gonna call him like he's gonna fly up and produce this record and they're like we already had 12 songs at that point why did you why did you land on gi there i'm just curious uh, we just wanted him, uh, we've sort of met him and we have some connections with him loosely. And uh, Name drop. Yeah, no, it was just like, we just thought it'd be cool to have someone like him around, basically. Are you big fans? Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, I may have, what did I write about you guys? I think I wrote like a little live review once and I mentioned Guy yeah. in the review, I think. Interesting. Because Ben kind of reminds me a little yeah. of Guy. And I didn't, I, yeah, like yeah. stylistically and just his vibe. Uh-huh. I've got a bit of a Ben, your singer, I should say. Yeah, to people we, who don't know. I think we wanted just to kind of have Guy around as like a kind of hype man, I think. Yeah, just, you know, kind a of. Ben twin? Yeah, just be, <laughs> yeah, just be around and, and, and uh, not to engineer necessarily. No. Just we were to, just scared of our own, you know, like, like you said, like yeah. it can be dangerous to produce. So we thought by having someone there, it would keep us in check. And then it, it kind of turned out that we didn't need that. Um, I definitely, there are many instances on the record uh, where I get a, a late period Fugazi vibe. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And and I'm a tremendous fan of theirs. And, and so, you know, there's things that remind me of textures on their last album, The Argument. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which are which is quite an in, in, innovative and interesting record uh, among the best records I've ever heard. And, uh, and, and this... Yeah, I can see the connection there, the continuity. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we've been talking a lot about <laughs> uh, uh, innovations and inventions, and I think uh, uh, with this new record, and you, you say you're four records deep, uh, minus a couple of collab- or how many collaborative records? Just I guess, one. Just the just one, one, yeah. So I want to actually, just to catch people up, and for my own information, I want to talk about where this band came from, sure. where it began, how it began, and... Um, why don't we start with Joe? Yeah, uh, that's Joe, a good one. Is that a good place to start? Where, yeah. Where, how did where did Soons come from exactly? Uh, I was friend. I had a few friends in common with Ben, the singer. Yeah. Like two thousand, you know, six ish. Uh, yeah, two thousand six, and then we were yeah we just we were at a lot of parties together. Like I was, we were in our mid twenties back then. Um. And we were, yeah, we just talked about music like you do when you're that age, I guess, or anywhere. Uh, are you I from Are you from Montreal? I'm not. I'm from just outside of Montreal, and uh, but I've been there f- since the late '90s. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, we were just talking about music, and I was in a band at the time, and he was just sort of this weird avant-garde musician. He did these really weird shows that were like surround sound, and it was awesome stuff. And on his own. Yep. And he still does that stuff. He does do it, yeah. And he come to see my band at the time play and stuff like that. So we, I don't know, we just decided, like, we were like, why don't we just get together and see what happens? And so I, I would go to his house every, literally every Sunday. He <laughs> like, <laughs> would travel across town because he'd just come back from Berlin, so he's living with his parents. Oh, okay. And we just were just kind of recording stuff on, like, a, you know, home setup back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. 
It seemed to work. We we did that for a few months, early 2007. Yeah. Had a few jams, wanted to record. We cut a seven inch of McGill. Yeah, Ben knew Liam from like from McGill. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we didn't have a fourth guy at the time. Uh, but in, and then shortly thereafter, Liam brought in Max because they were friends. So it was like, just kind of like layered. And we we wanted to record a de- like a demo or something to get into Pop Montreal, the, the music festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, we did. <laughs> I mean, we spent a lot of time totally not at all serious about this band. Yeah, we would jam like once or twice a it week. It was just fun and like, I don't know. I can't even remember what I thought I expected from it at that point. What was going on in Montreal at the time, 2007 or so? Yep. This is well after um, the kind of uh, certainly American... Um, uh, Exposure. I guess you'd want to. There was the New York Times piece and all that stuff that yeah. came out around yeah. the time of Arcade Fire, Wolf Parade, yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, meanwhile, throughout the 90s and into that period, you had the Constellation stuff going on with Godspeed and, and mm-hmm. the, their bands. What there was were you? still the smell of that, I feel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and I, I actually. And huge. Constellation has been, a for me anyway, a constant there. For, yeah. It's, a, it's something that I. Yep. Um, still value and, and um, continue to. I mean, I think they still are doing amazing work. But were you connected to any of that stuff? Like, you guys are... No. no. Not really. We no. were sort of in our own yeah. thing. We all knew some... All, we all had some different connections, but it always seemed like something that existed a bit out... Not outside of Montreal, but in its own environment within yeah. Montreal. And I never... Which, which one are you talking about? Because uh, I, I referenced the kind of pop Montreal explosion stuff yeah <laughs> with like you know Arcade Fire and, and at the time I, I, I can't speak definitively but I remember at the time seeing a lot of what you might call the residue of that yeah. explosion there was more of a chamber pop thing going on yes and, you know um, a lot of people moving into the city too yeah right? yeah, yeah, yeah. To, try to try to catch the heat yeah which totally and like that's was part of my that's why I went there too I went to go oh. study drums jazz drums at McGill but Secretly, I was sort of hoping to be mm-hmm. on the music scene, and uh, like you were. Oh, you went to the school knowing it had this very, you know, prominent music. Yeah. Scene. Also, Montreal was the only place I'd ever been. I grew up in Kelowna. Oh, you're BC. from Kelowna. Yeah. So oh, okay. I, you know, of course, that I thought it was the best place ever. Montreal is the best place ever. <laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> top three cities in I the agree. world, probably. Yeah. Really? I, I, Absolutely. That's your estimation. I love Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. I know it must be different to live there. Um, well, yeah, you always have a more complex relationship when you live. I, I yeah, I'm. I don't know what it is. I like a place that is. Um, it feels like a different place to me, uh, but also feels very comfortable and at home. Mm, yeah. Thanks to Pop Montreal in particular, I got really familiar. I would, uh, you know, I paid the exorbitant um, Bixie bike fees, and I would bike all around. <laughs> Yeah. Montreal. That's a great uh, thing. It was yeah. actually good. I, I actually liked it, and I would go to the different venues and yeah. get bagels and all that. So I did all yeah, the yeah. kind of typical stuff you would do, and I just got to know. And I feel like I have um, a good network of friends there, too. Yeah, so I just yeah. felt, oh, sure. I've always felt kind of connected to it, and it feels welcoming. I know, I don't know if you were getting to this, this notion of these scenes kind of had their own bubbles or whatever, and it was kind of, I know some people see those kinds of communities as having some insularity, but I always mm-hmm. felt, I kind of navigated all of them. It felt like, or as many of them as I could, and I didn't mean to. It yeah, just... I guess that, like if I'm if I'm if I'm implored to talk about scenes, then I will frame things that way. Yeah, but uh, that's not to say that I ever felt, or that I think that soon's ever felt that we were outside or excluded. Yeah. in any way, you know, there was al- there's always been, an, and you know, all of us have been. Soon's is keeping us busy right now, uh, but we've all been playing with the million other things and still do yeah when we have time and we're back and you know we try to it it very much enriches my life to play around and just try Mm -hmm. different things yeah now we have been talking about the kind of eclectic aesthetic of of felt um you know it's kind of hard to pin down we've used terms like mixtape and yeah whatever else and that's i think that's accurate um has always been kind of a pretty eclectic band i think you know when i when we first started working together and i was starting and it started to really take off, and we were starting to do more interesting things. Uh, I remember at the time thinking that this was a group that could go in a, many different directions, and they all kind of suited us. You know, we can do a Pink Floyd cover or a Fukazi cover, and they both are equally mm-hmm. unsurprising. 
I was good. This is where I was going. I just wonder if, you know, after Joe and Ben and uh, after you all convened, I, I suppose, where did the band go exactly? Well, how would you describe the earliest uh, sort of sonic approaches to music? It was, a, it was a bit of a spaghetti against the wall thing a little bit. Like um, we always had this, we always had this very similar setup as we do now, like the keyboards and drum machine. That was kind of there from the beginning. And, uh, and the guitars, uh, but it, you know, it was, it was like two bands always this loud sort of guitar side and then this smooth electronic side, <laughs> but, and, and, you know, Ben was learning how to sing. Of course he had never been in the band, never really sang yeah, stuff like that. So yeah. yeah, it was, it was a couple of years of playing once or twice a month in Montreal and we always played a lot live and we were always recording so we recorded like an EP on our own and our seven inch and stuff like that. And um, so we were we were getting really I don't know more at ease with creating our sound. It was just kind of happening naturally. And then by the time we made our first record, we had a bunch of songs that we just like hammered out and like, as fast as we could. I mean, one of the reasons I brought this up, and, and I think you touched upon it there. Maybe Liam did too. This notion that. I and again I don't mean to reduce or be reductive here but but yeah objectively Please. Montreal has this kind of it's known for this pop thing it's also very well known for a more of an avant-garde yeah. thing I always viewed Soons as being somewhere in the middle of those things Absolutely is that accurate totally, there's totally always like hooks and melody within yeah. texture and noise and yeah. a sense that there was real freedom uh, mm. structure structure wise and live it's astonishing like it's it's mm. a totally infectious thing to see the band but it's also very challenging mm. and that's yeah. not easy to pull off and i think that is, it's it's well yeah i mean and you, you we're aware of that and when writing a song when recording a song we recognize it's pretty fine line mm-hmm. there's it's it's the kind of group where if one thing doesn't sound just right it brings the, the song into a whole nother environment that we don't want it to be in and yeah. it's always an exercise in straddling this very specific thing and you know that's why a lot of these songs are built on like that guitar sound and look no further which is it's a very particular sound it's not the kind of thing that you could just play on any instrument you know it doesn't even sound to be honest like i said i was surprised when you told me it was pretty much played through i thought it was a sample I I thought was, it, it blew my mind i'd never i was like <laughs> it what blew your mind yeah i was i couldn't understand how he got that it was like just yeah. a freak <laughs> thing you know it's yeah like yeah but i want to say on that tip like you talked about the first record joe like it was kind of this grab bag or spaghetti against the wall i kind of thought in those days that i remember thinking that eventually we'd coalesce into this more coherent group where it's like oh this is a pop band or this is a punk band sure but we never really did we just kind of Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary kept going yeah. and we just went deeper into all the directions that we were doing um i don't that's just how we are and mm. we often nowadays we'll reference our own music when when we're working on a new song it's like well it's like this old song that we used to do right and so there are these kind of little like you know maybe four or five environments that we're capable working in yeah and then and then we sort of pick an avenue. We're like, okay. oh, is this one like up past the nursery? Like, oh, it is. And then we'll do it like that. You will actually try to play like yourselves? Well, it's it's <laughs> unavoidable, <laughs> really. I, say, I, mean. yeah, I, w- I would say it's 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 not not that, but so much as uh, 
because our like our sound is so particular, like I was saying, yeah, so, so kind yeah. of specific that um, there are just these sort of sets of rules or like or like uh, you call them like strategies that you that we know are going to work for a certain type of song and right. not for others. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. There's been some chatter, like this record's been out uh, a little, when did this record come out? In the f- couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah not too long. Yeah, yeah this, Mar- this year, Early right. March. Yeah. So I was reading some of the reception to it, and there seems to be a real, uh, people seem to really be emphasizing the fact that it seems particularly joyous. Yeah. Like, uh, there's a lot of joy in the record, yeah. and... and um, I wonder if you can speak to what came before it. Does that that distinction that people are making mean that there was darkness in the band before that? Yeah. Was the, it a dark band and people Christmas? tend to interpersonally? Both. Yeah, oh. I'm just curious actually. Uh, well, first of all, do you agree with that assessment that you feel like this record has some lighter moments yes. on some level and yes. enjoy for a soon's record and and then within that does that mean that it is a departure uh, for people who've been listening to the band? There's like a, I don't, I wonder because the cover is very bright. It's like this neon sort. Of, it's not bright, but it's whatever. It's like and it's brighter than any other cover we have ever put mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm you know as a social social experiment, it'd be really interesting if it was like another stark. Uh, monochrome cover if people would feel that way about the record you know like if this this thing was exactly if it was a black and white photo or something um of disjointed hands yeah and i i think that does play in a lot of you do eh like yeah i think visuals play play a part um come on we got some major chords on this one yeah no for sure i mean i think they go hand in hand and they sort of (laughs) like we we definitely like our last record is uh People seem to say it's the darkest one and the weirdest one and all that stuff. And I don't. I mean, it doesn't seem like that to me. I'm like, yeah. but looking at the record, I I would guess that it is the darkest one. Huh. Right. Just if I had to like look at it, it's, and yeah, it's got the most austere cover. Yeah, because when I think about albums, I tend to think about the cover first. Yeah, sure. It just pops in your head. And, sure. And I, you know, I I believe that informs to some extent, um, how you feel about a record. Um, you took these photos. You helped design it mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Ben and Brian Case. Brian That's, Case is... Brian Case is a beautiful man from Chicago. Okay. He has a band called Disappears. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and yeah. a new band called Facts, which oh. are great. Okay. Yeah. So you... Um, you do you want to say something about this cover since you were talking about how yeah. much it, album covers <laughs> mean to you and that this one is bright? Yeah. I mean, it's called Felt, yeah. so it sounds... It's a bit of a play on words, but it sounds sort of emotional uh, yeah. on some level. Um, yeah, can you talk about that? Yeah, I mean the the I the concept for the record, which is a hand basically poking a balloon. Uh, uh, it, it is indeed a hand poking a balloon. <laughs> it, yeah. That's exactly what it is. It looks but like a black and white hand. Almost. It is a plaster cast of a hand. You have all this color, and you have this this hand that seems to yeah, be it's all... white plaster. Yeah. So it's not a real hand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Shout out to Corlin Tate's good hand. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing was Ben was holding a, a balloon. He's like, "What about this?" And he was doing that motion mm-hmm. for a cover. And uh just in my mind, I was like, "I don't even know what you're talking about right now, man." <laughs> like we were making the album too and like I had a whole bunch of stuff in my mind. But it, it's it actually sat with me for a long time, a few weeks and I was like, ah, "Maybe that's is a really good idea." And so it just snowballed from there. And I was like, well, it has to be a plaster cast hand for no reason. Um, <laughs> just to dehumanize it a little bit. Yeah. Just Make so maybe it a little cold. Add a little element. And I, and I had that color, the color of the record I had in my mind since we were making that album. Like I, was, I, sh- I actually like showed people. What color is it? Well, it was supposed to be neon yellow. It's, you know, I think it's just. It's a mix because of the way it's lit. A little um, greenish, and then some people think it's green. To me, it's right. solidly yellow. I have some color. Uh, I don't think I'm color blind. I think I'm color stupid. I don't think I have enough knowledge about color. Yeah, many males are. Really? Is that right? Yeah, I have trouble. I like geography maps. When high school, I could never. They were like the brown. <laughs> which one's the brown country? Indi- India? You must mean India. That's right. what I would say. <laughs> just because I thought they were being racist. Right. But no, no, it was always like a weird the brown and the green, the off green. I couldn't figure out what was what. Oh, yeah, I think it's just the way it's lit. Um, if it was lit really brightly, it would be neon yellow. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Okay, so the people you think are judging this book by its cover. I think that plays into it, and and I also think like the visuals also sort of parallelly developed with the music, and like like you know it just works. Yeah. That to me it really works with this this record, and it's in on some intangible level. Okay, the reason why, and you know, yeah, it's I could speak all day about it being like a brighter, more positive record. Um, and I, I don't know if it is like I truly don't. Well, it sounds like you had a lot of fun making it. Like yeah, the I mean, sense yeah, of discovery. Like I, I, I think people pick up on that stuff more than you would think. Definitely, and I, it's, I, it's amazing to me whenever we finish a record or any piece of musical work that I've ever finished, how much what you're you're not aware of it at the time, but how much your state of mind at the time is reflected and like quite literally audible. We had such a fun time making this. We were just experimenting and things yeah. felt really exciting. And, you know, there was a lot of exchange. Like, oh, try that. Like, oh, that's so cool. Let's do this. And, uh, you know, it felt like making a record for the first time again. And, you know, and, and Hold Still, I do remember, was more, not that that was, a, it was still great, but it was, it was a more serious process, you know. It was more of like we'd work on a schedule, you know, early in the morning till say, you know, five o'clock PM and serious producer, you know, it was like, yeah, we were a little intimidated and we were in a new place. And I think we were sort of didn't feel as like, uh, comfortable and confident. Well, so Joe, Joe made a, when I asked about the darkness thing, he kind of was like, I don't know. I think that's what you were basically saying. If people see it, I don't know. Do you feel like it was a dark record, Liam? Or, and and if so, if so, do you know where the darkness from, from 2016 from it came. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh i mean it's so hard to talk i mean yeah there there's probably a ton of experience that uh that coalesces when you when when you make a record like that where you where you have a year that goes by in such and such a way yeah but it's also it's a document of such a specific amount of time which is in this in the case of hold still was 2 weeks of of recording yep and then we mix it after that but um Two weeks of recording, but it's been a, re- you know, I was I was thinking of um, the song uh, "Make It Real," mm-hmm. which every time I hear it, I I think I think he's improvising this vocal. I think he might way, be improvising it? the lyric it's because not true, but yeah. I, it, it does sound that way to me uh, because yeah. he 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 does some things that I think are are, are searching things that a vocalist might do when they're huh. trying to make a song come come sure you know like a almost like oh maybe I'll just. I'm sure you've gone through this recording yourselves mm-hmm. or maybe others where the people are just like not even words at some point. Yeah. They're just trying to figure out how a vocal would go. Uh-huh. And there's just this notion. Uh, and it's loose. Like the lyrics are loose, like yep. about being kind of freewheeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and playing's so, loose a little bit on that one. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. loose There's piece. a lot of loose Absolutely. stuff in general. Absolutely. And I think um, it kind of maybe... Uh, sort of exemplifies this letting go that we've been talking about and then mm. within letting go of things if there was some darkness mm-hmm. and tightness with you know studio whatever pressure yeah. this does feel like this is fun like yeah for a soon's record yeah and that definitely yeah. took precedence like the that 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 was the it's true that was the highest value of uh you know the, the if you could use that metric yeah of what you value the most i think that before in particular and hold still We'd focus on getting things to be really precise and yeah. extremely minimal and, and, and make everything perfect. And, uh, and then this, you know, we would, if there were mistakes on a take, we would, but it, but it just felt good. Anything that we could do to just keep the song going and, and, and record another instrument. We we'd prize that the most. Okay, so you guys are clearly serious people about your music. Yep. But are you serious people? Are you brooding, dark, yeah. unfun people? We are not unfun. Uh, <laughs> I would say like quite fun. Yeah, I think it's. I when yeah. I come to my your house, it's like yeah, crazy. I you know really, it's yeah, crazy. I when like you bring a few bottles of wine. When you and, like, come we'll to my time. house, it's crazy. That's an interesting thing to say. <laughs> I don't even know how to take that. If that's actually something in I'd a good way, you find know, out about. Really, really. Funny. When I come to your house, it's I'm crazy. Like it's crazy. <laughs> I well, I don't know if I want that. Then, <laughs> do I want that? Is that actually good? You know. Yeah. If you yeah, if you. It's good to question that. Actually, yeah. <laughs> it's true. When I put it like that, I I, I realize that could go many ways. But well, I think that there's this aura around. There the band, is an aura, yeah, for and sure. I, and this feels like I think people are like, oh, you know, it's not. 
it's not as kind of closed off as I thought. They're letting us in a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that could backfire, huh? Maybe well, people will be like, ah. <laughs> I bet we have disappointed a few people, like when after they've met us, you know, we're because oh, as people, yeah, well, in a way that uh, there is this aura and perception that we're kind of dark and and weird and or whatever, you know, but but we, like we that, aren't. We're like the most normal crew. I mean, people think that about every. Absolutely. Heavy band. I mean, you hang out with like Silver Mount Zion or Godspeed, you realize they're goofballs. They're you know? hilarious. Like, they're hilarious, funny. Yeah. They book weird out. They play. Their they're ATP. also dark dudes. They are. T- they are <laughs> intense. That's not. They're uh, intense people, but yeah. maybe on some level. But I also think like, you know, every time I talk to serious musicians, I I like making them laugh and yeah, trying to make them laugh. Usually and, not that hard to do. No, but, I think you know you do. You have like some musical values, and I think that. Listening to music that's more challenging or dark is something that we care about and think is important. Yeah. You know, so I think it's more a reflection of that. It's not, and so yeah, I guess you could argue to some extent that somewhere in your personality or that resonates with you. But uh, did Ben approach singing differently here? I I made the allusion to the fact that I felt like he was kind of improvising something. Well, there's a lot of vocoder on this record. Yeah. Which uh, was a new sound he found it somewhere. I don't know. Who's well, it's pedal? the same way as the the that sound on a Look No Further. It's just w- really kind of cheap gear that uh-huh. get some cool sound out of it and then exploit the hell out of it. I mean, yeah. okay, if if we 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 talked about the hell out of it, <laughs> <laughs> I get crazy when I come to your house and I'm going to exploit the hell out of it. <laughs> what happened? Why did I have soons over? Everything's yeah. gone to hell. Uh, we talked about uh, the the album artwork. We talked about the process being loose and fun. Do you guys have a take on what Ben is? Is Ben the primary lyricist? Yes. Yeah. So do you have a take on where he was coming from with some of the songs? If it's more fun, mm-hmm. if it has joy in it, is it something that we can derive from the lyrics and his approach? A lot that I gather from his stuff. I mean, he takes a lot from films and stuff. And I think he he has mentioned that there is an overall arc to the... There's like a character on this record. Not that it's like There's a... a character on the record throughout the song? What is he talking about? Well, this is just stuff I've heard. It's like he... He thinks that there is a story that loosely threaded throughout about one. But you know what? So check this out. I've been making this, working on a video for the first song on the record called Look No Further. So I've listened to the song lots of times now. Wait, which song? The one we've just been talking about for 20 years? (laughs) It's It's a good jam. I think the video (laughs) should be just like the So What You Want video. Which I don't know if you know this. I don't know that video. Okay, the video is fantastic. And what Adam Yauk did is he, he actually got them to... It looks like the video's in slow motion, but the vo- the mouths are totally in sync with the lyrics. So what he did was they double sped. Oh wow! The lyrics lip sync That's so fast. So they all double sped. They double timed their vocals lip syncing. Right. right. But then when they rendered it as a slow motion film, it oh. actually matched up perfectly. That's yeah. so fast. So I think you guys should do that. Oh. And then, so what you want? You're a little bit too <laughs> late. A little oh, bit sorry, too late, my I, friend. I'm sorry. I don't mean to direct the video. Well, we could sorry. have two videos. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt. You're talking about film. You're talking about well, band, this is the, the video. You know, I guess I don't think you. I got my own stuff to worry about in the band. You know, like I don't. <laughs> while we're making it, I'm not, and I don't want to. You know, I want to give. I know that Ben is comfortable when he has space to do that, and I don't want to hound him about okay. his lyrics. You mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. I, I, I just trust that he's he's doing that, and. Uh, but there's a lot of there were a lot of things that I wouldn't have thought twice about, and I I think particularly on that song "Look No Further," just sounded cool to my ears. But after listening to this probably a hundred times, making this video, I realized there's a very uh, particular narrative to that song. Absolutely about Absolutely. being probably coming from Iraq, his father, and growing up in Montreal and having this new life that is so comfortable and awesome, and then being fundamentally uh, bored I also found the lyrics to Daydream on a music bored in Montreal well the thing with look no further is like don't you know you don't have to look any further because you're at this place you really dig Uh, but at the same time don't look any further because it's freaky you know you'll you'll, like you'll wig out it's like right. a command. That's what that song so this is about. There's yeah. a few things like this where the everyone's perception that it's joyous. I'm like, I find it like it's film noir to me. It's a little, Dude, it's yes, quite unsettling. It's, it's a Guy Ritchie film. Yes. You know, put to music. It That's, is. 
Okay. So maybe people careful need careful while the song careful is about that. People is need it? to yeah. delve into it a bit more and and maybe feel less happy about the sense. Yeah, the like Shimmy, he, well, he he really has actually like um, evolved as a as a lyricist since we started. Like our first record, he it's essentially nonsense that he's saying. There's like non-words basically you know but you had like some radio did you have like well at least some cbc radio play or something in canada did you get some radio play i don't mean to yeah good like you question had, you had good some... question <laughs> uh you did that's you? a good question cbc <laughs> what no, i'm joking uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you get i remember there being like kind of a indie rock single uh that oh, people man. really love. You loved. know, we did a really well for a while. Second record on college radio. Yes, that's right. Which is, is twenty twenty. So it's on one, one or something. Yeah, is that's the one. And yeah. is it not? Is it not? Is it not? You say you used to do well. Is it not happening as much? No, that song still. It's been sort of our. Uh, what would you? What's an equivalent? Cash cow. It's a. It's our like where the streets have no name. A little bit. Yeah, but what's your question? Are we not getting as much play? You think? Or, oh, or, uh, is, or are you asking if we? I do? don't know where I was coming from. What? Where did we come? Where did? How did we arrive Something at that about point? About lyrics and uh, such Ben and. Uh, I was that, talking about the first record not having real words. Right, gibberish, yeah. and yeah. and I was just trying to. I, somehow we got into a, a realm where like you used to resonate more with radio, oh. and <laughs> and I, I, I wasn't sure if you were trying to insinuate that you don't as much now. I, I can't speak to that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I can't speak to that. I wonder. I mean, hey. Yeah, I don't know. I think you, we do. I think people are playing our records. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, for sure. College you, is still you, killing you, it. You seem to be putting your head down and just working nonstop. I mean, listen, it's not like, it's not a hard record to listen to. This one, no. No. Felt is not. Yeah. No, no in fact, it, it's. I mean, I've been kind of privately excited that this might be a thing that more more people would enjoy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, there was a thing that was we were doing before that was more exclusive and maybe and maybe that's what made us cool and we're not doing that anymore. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just Yeah, we I, I just work corner. every day. We know? definitely rounded the corner on that. Um and it feels good to do that. You can't like stay on one thing forever and expect you can only it do to that resonate for so exactly. Long. And particularly if you're making a, you guys made a mixtape. I mean, you made a yeah. mixtape on purpose, basically, so you yeah. can do different things. And it feels right. I mean, it yeah. just feels like the right time to have done that. I, it's a wonderful record. So, what happens? You, you've had this process now that was different from anything you've really done mm-hmm. before. What happens next for for this band? What do you do? Do you do you build upon that experience and try to replicate it, or do you? I hope so. You call up Guy Picciotto and see <laughs> if he'll come and. Hey, he's welcome anytime. Man. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely hope so. I also recognize that you know I think about the arc of a musician's life and like the karma that you that you have. You can laugh, snicker, or whatever, but uh, but that I think that no one I, I don't expect no one laughed at all. Good, that's for the listeners. Then <laughs> are you laughing at someone home? Someone is cackling. Are you laughing to this? at home? Yeah, you should be. Yes, uh, that I'm fully aware that that having a record that came together that easily usually only happens once or twice in, in one's career. Right. It's just you know, we, I if if this band was over tonight. I would be happy having done a record like that. I guess I just put you guys in a weird position of, can you plan to replicate a relatively unplanned experience? Exactly, yeah. So, no. Well, you always mine certain things from your experience, and, you know, we might take something from this experience and work in a similar way, and it might not work as well the next time. Or maybe it'll work even better. I mean, obviously, you learn something. I think people work with the same producers or engineers mm-hmm. uh, over in Oregon because they know it worked the last time. Yeah, yeah and they're, and you keep going deeper into This that. was a, a roll of the dice on some level, it sounds like, but yeah. it, it worked out. That's I think true. so, too, yeah. And that's that's kind of doubly satisfying yeah. in, at the end of the day. That's what know? I mean. It's, yeah. like, so lucky. Like, it's yeah. so lucky that it worked out. And I just don't want to expect, you know, I, I want to be ready for the possibility that that will never yeah, happen. Yeah, we're again. very reticent on the future, basically. Like this band, it's like we just, we live into, like it's going good now. In the moment. We'll just. Oh, yeah, you we'll can't get see. too high on yourself. I mean, well, you I know. mean, speaking of the moment, so th- these are songs that you captured uh, between January and June of 2017. Are there, were there things that didn't make the record? Are there newer yeah. things you're playing now on the road? No. Not yet. Not yet. But, but yeah, there are a few things that there are, Yeah, every record seems to have some things that didn't make it um sometimes surprisingly don't, don't like yeah. viable songs absolutely like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Revisit? yeah 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 totally yeah with some songs like our last record had a song called translate and that was one of our first songs ever 
I wrote the lyrics. Yeah. That. That's how yeah. crazy old that song is. That, that is true. But it went through every record, different filters, different attempts, and it almost didn't even make it on that record, which is crazy on That's hold still. That's true, huh? And it's because it's kind of one of the centerpieces in the end. But yeah. Yeah, so we have a few huh. songs like that that are... That haunt us a little bit. <laughs> yeah, sometimes things follow us around. Yeah, and there's but no we're real getting better reason. at sort of breaking yeah. the backs of those songs. You know, as we work, we're more comfortable with each other than right. some things that used to be total head scratchers. Uh, and I think particularly what we found out on this record was if you just keep working on it and you just don't give up, because we would we would come in in the morning and set up and and play this song, and then for most of the day it wouldn't sound very good, and then around eight p.m something starts to work. That's true. You have that, to record you know. at night again. Gentlemen, everyone knows I this. Know, well, I know, but it's like, yeah, but you couldn't you have got to 8 p.m. without banging your head against the wall since 10. Yeah, there's something about the nighttime and recording. I know. It makes but more y- sense. It would just always be, and then we just try ideas, ideas, ideas. Right. Over and over again. If you do that and you just don't stop, something's going to work. Well, I uh, love this record, and as I mentioned, my son loves it too. So Amazing. you have two fans. Uh, Shouts uh, to your it, son, and uh, and you're just touring like madmen. It'll the start to future. yeah. But a next week, and week half, it's yeah. gonna pop. Yeah. We're talking about that on the way here. That sort of sinking in right now. That yeah. we'll be away for a while. Is this stuff working well with the other stuff, like the older stuff? Like you feeling live? Yeah. Like, yeah, is it yeah, surprising. Together? Yeah, I, I was. You're never really sure, but uh, yeah. Do you set list people, or do you change it up every time? Haha. Ah, uh, this is in uh, it's a, a point of contention point of sometimes. Contention. Well, well uh, we usually how so? Well, Liam is very hands on with the set list usually. Yeah, um, drummers always. I, I is I'm, that true? I've been okay. a drummer, and I always oh, yeah. want to make the set list. <laughs> I know. No, and every Something and every drummer I talk to is like that too. Well, every drummer is is a borderline control freak. There's no drummer uh-huh. that isn't. That's it. Because you're really I, I will driving totally the whole that. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I feel like you're like I, I need to know what we're yeah. doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need to know what's coming next. Yeah. Fair enough. Are you a kind of guy, Liam, where you're you're playing the song, but then you're kind of glancing down to oh, see what's I'm, coming up? I'm not even. I'm thinking about you know dinner after. I'm not <laughs> yeah. even there at all. No, I'm definitely I'm definitely like okay, I'm very strategic cuz yeah. I'm also man an NPC. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So which yeah. is which is a kind of really involved yeah. job and I'm always thinking about I need to trigger this before this sure. song starts and yeah, it's all hands full. It's oh, I don't have a moment I But swear. we usually have like a a pool of songs per tour that we'll pull from and we'll we'll lean heavy on the new record and then kind of certain ones we have to play like our fans you know it's, yeah, 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 it's crazy you know. like but yeah. if we don't they get very upset yeah um and then we have then then it's it's kind of open right and i would we say try to fit you know we're in, in the phase work. right now where we're like getting an order together that works and then once we get on the road for a while then like yeah then it'll be more open okay kind of, well, I'm, don't worry i'm not worried don't be worried it's but we have like 50 songs so it's it's, it's great it, it's amazing like yeah. we can actually kind of cultivate this it's experience. a bit sad though too it's like ah you're, you're always all these all these songs you yeah you play. that you get yeah, there's not enough time to play right <laughs> yeah. sad okay. it's sad it's so, sad <laughs> so you guys this record is out on um secret city records and secretly canadian it's very secretive yeah there's a lot of secrets we like it that way it's very know. secretive it's and, cool. that's reflected in our success it, it, well, it is the secret it's success <laughs> where can people learn more about soons soons.net no yeah, we have a cool oh, okay. website. I know, but you don't I go made there. It. Or you, yeah, maybe go there. Is there some debate about where to go? What's going uh, on, Liam? Who goes you, to the website? You can read the Pitchfork review for a second record. It's <laughs> very uh, insightfully horrible. Oh, yeah, that's a uh, No, I'm just joking. They just go, you know, there's tons of stuff. No, I'd, I'd recommend reading It's a good read. Yeah. It's like... Do they, do they blast? Oh, we have crazy. a... Oh, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. But the new one's good. They did a good... Yeah, very good. <laughs> Okay, so you can well, read that. So I'm just soons.net, and then you got social media. Well, things? to learn about us, yeah, I guess you'd learn more by Instagram or something or whatever. Yeah, I would just Google that shit. Now. What is it though? Is it at soons? This the Instagram? Yeah, you would know. I don't know. Uh, it is soons underscore mtl. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's fine. Soons underscore. That's not MTL. the stupid part. <laughs> Can one of you or both of you have a quick debate about a song that we can play in its entirety so people can... You want us... We have to debate? Well, no, yeah. you don't have to. Oh, you decide on the one that... I'm just... I, I, I think that you talked big about peace and love, and I, yes. I think you should play that one. You okay with that, Liam? Damn sexy. It's a really yeah. great sax solo by Ted Crosby. Oh, man. My wife is so into that. Yeah. Solo. Oh, amazing. Well, Every my son, what are she you, goes crazy. You're saying it like in kind of a weird way. <laughs> yeah, like, weird. You yeah. sounded a little randy. Well, no, my no, wife no, it's not about <laughs> loves the sax part in that song. Oh, I just want to make it, baby. I just want to make it clear. 
Okay. Clear well, to everyone. We, uh, my son uh, loves this one too, and I thank you for picking it. So this is Peace and Love from uh, The Record Felt by Soon. So Joe, Liam, thank you so much for being on the show. I hope you had fun and best luck the, in the future. I had the best time, Vish. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah, great. Baby, don't lead me. Don't lead me down town a wall. Peace and love, peace and love. Almost feel Special thanks to Joe and Liam of Soons for being on this, the 399th episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One podcast network and is available on all iOS and Android platforms and also on Spotify and Audio Boom and YouTube and all sorts of things. If you can't find an episode that you're looking for or if you want to learn more about me and sign up for my regularly scheduled newsletter, please consider visiting my website, vishkana.com. You can like Creative Control on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Vish Creative, or follow me at Vish Khanna. You can listen to a radio show version of Creative Control on Wednesdays at noon Eastern Standard Time around the world at CFRU.ca or on an actual radio at 93.3 FM if you're in or near Guelph. Also, please visit Patreon.com slash Creative Control to make a flexible monthly donation to keep this podcast going. And if you're interested, I still have some t-shirts for 
uh, for gifts for people who pledge. So if you'd like one, let me know. Pledge. Ask me for a t-shirt. We'll figure something out. I'll get you one ASAP if I have the size and the design that you like. I'd like to thank all the uh, people who support the show with uh, in-kind support, like Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, and Planet of Sound, who have uh, locations in Toronto and Ottawa. Thanks to uh, Jim Guthrie, my pal Jim Guthrie, for letting me use the instrumental version of The Rest is Yet to Come to end this show each and every week. I'd like to thank uh, uh, the crew at uh, Entertainment One, Annalise, and uh, all my friends and uh, colleagues at CFRU for their help with the show. Uh, also, I'd like to thank you for listening to it and uh, telling people about it and downloading episodes and rating it and reviewing it positively. Uh, it really helps, and uh, there's lots of shows. Obviously, this is the 399th episode, so if you're new to the show, there's a lot to get to, and most of it's pretty good. I think most of it I stand behind. Some of it I don't, but it's pretty good. So, yeah, please continue to spread the word about Creative Control. I will talk to you very soon. Goodbye for now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.